Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. This is a podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Super Movie Brothers, episode 158. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. Hey, Jay, we missed you last week, buddy, so let's find out. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> let's find out what you've been up to this week, man. It's been one week since you looked at me. Got your head to the sides and I'm angry. All right, man, so what'd you get down to? What'd you get up to doing this week? Anything fun? Anything interesting? What kept you away from us all last week? Oh, well, I'd, I'd say know. inquiring minds want to know, but really they don't care. <laughs> really, it's just because I didn't watch anything. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, really, that's essentially what it was about. And I, I texted you and I was like, hey, did you watch anything new? And you're like, no. And I was like, no. did you see Toy Story 4? No. Child's Play? No. Nothing, nothing. Did you watch anything interesting that you want to talk about? No. And I was like, all right, well, then what's the point of having you on the show? I I was I was head headstrong into um, a couple series that I was not finished. I couldn't talk about yet. And, you know, Too Young to Die Old. Never heard of it. Don't care about it's it. Nicholas, <laughs> it's Nicholas Winding Refn's uh, new series, or what he likes to say is a 13-hour movie on Amazon Prime now streaming. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm immediately now turned off anytime you're <laughs> you well, know, being described this way. First of all, it's heavy Nicholas Winding Refn. Like, if you didn't like Neon Demon. I didn't. You will definitely not like this. Like, yeah. this is in the vein of, like, super, super stylistic, narcissistic kind of pretentious filmmaking to its umpteenth degree yeah and there's maybe three good episodes out of the 10 i think right okay so hard pass it's a hard pass hard hard pass pass. and this is coming from like a hit or miss fan like even like his misses for me there's moments in there that i can appreciate and it's still with the series as well um but oh it was a hard sit a hard sit but um, other than that, I mean, honestly, I was supposed to go up to the mountains. My buddy got sick. I didn't go. Um, I discovered I'm um, like, just like you and Malarn, flat broke and <laughs> couldn't really even afford to even go out and do anything fun on my time off. So I just sort of lay low, caught up with some other stuff, um, with some different kind of TVs and movie shows and whatever. So it was one of those things where like, I'm now gearing up towards 4th of July and just Going through the motions and just trying to, to get through summer. Just to add to like to like what me and Lauren were kind of discussing last week yeah. about like how everything is just like tumbling down on top of us. It feels like uh, <laughs> yeah, we had we had to actually um, postpone our our little trip. You and I we were had to go take see John to see John in yeah. Tennessee because everything's just going bad everything, right now. And and yeah, it's it sucks. It's 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 unfortunate, but you know. Well, on top of that, things will work out. We had a little bit of like a uh, had a little another miss tap over the week um came came home from from work on friday and i was just like man what's what the hell's wrong with baby baby is our is our other dog i know we talk about luca a lot but baby is our other dog she's a border collie mix and she was just laying by her water bowl just like laying there 
like practically lifeless. Like I could pick up her head and then let go and her head would just drop to the ground. But she's still breathing and stuff. And then she would muster up the strength to get up, drink a whole mess of water, and then need to go outside. And that, that's what was going on. She was going through these spells of like fatigue, drinking massive amounts of water. Mm. If you didn't stay up all night to let her out every 20 minutes or so, she was peeing in the house. So I started getting worried. It sounds like she needs to blowfish. So, <laughs> so I started getting like like extremely worried. Like I was like, like there was a point where I was in tears on Friday night because like I like the way this dog was looking like her. She was unresponsive to her name, unresponsive to touch all this stuff. And like it, it was to the point where like she had very low, shallow breath. And I was like, all right, well, this is it. I, I, I have to say goodbye to my dog. And like I was begging Lauren to take her to the emergency vet. And, you know, we decided to hold off for for a day then the next day came and she was a little bit better she started like coming back a little bit and then the next day a little bit better again but like she was still doing this massive amounts of water drinking and stuff and uh we took her to the vet and again (laughs) it's just another thing we're gonna have to pay for so uh while all that is going on and i'm dealing with like the mortality of (laughs) of my dog i decided to watch a dog's journey so you might remember like two years ago (laughs) Torture yourself, man. There's this movie, A Dog's Purpose, which which wasn't great, but you know me and dog movies. I just like dog movies, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. Right? And uh, so I'm watching this dog movie, which the whole point of the dog movie is that the dog dies, gets reincarnated, touches somebody's heart, dies again, and is reincarnated until he gets back to his purpose or, or his mission. In this case, it was his journey. So it's like, it's not, it's not great filmmaking. It's not great. It is just heartwarming, just, you know, absolute schmaltz at its core and i i spent the entire time crying over my dog and her mortality crying over this movie and i was just just a weekend of tears dude it got to the point not to mention i took my daughter to see toy story 4 and i cried and again my daughter's like are you crying and she's like it's a it's okay it's okay what (laughs) it's just a movie what he's what he's gonna be fine and i was like just stop i feel like my daughter's pandering me (laughs) uh so yeah i i was a big sap this weekend i just spent like a most of my weekend crying and then i get to work and uh three people are out i'm working 11 hour days three three hour 11 11 hour i'm sorry three days 11 hours all those days like right in a row it was just killing me Uh, my phone my work phone was ringing nonstop. i had nonstop work and and everything needed like a special touch it was like one of those things where it's like you know how like customer service you always want to go the extra mile for somebody but at some point like you know i've walked 500 miles and i can't walk 500 more yes (laughs) i'm done (laughs) i'm fucking done (laughs) i I was like to my breaking point and then i remembered like oh yeah fourth of july especially this week everybody's done i know everyone's checked out so uh, it was just dude it was just a hell of a week and (laughs) uh you know we've had to make like a lot of phone calls and stuff to to like our our bill collectors and stuff like that because we we just need to like move around when some bills are being paid and stuff like that. We're not saying we don't want to pay them anymore, but we can't. We just want to move around when we're paying them. And one of the things I realized that like when Lauren is on the phone with customer service representatives is she is an absolute insane maniac. Mm. Like <laughs> she goes from polite to just like yelling at them like at, at the drop of a dime. Like 
and it's always like strange. That's the Trenton girl. Yeah, in her. it's it's always strange because like sometimes like I feel like even if it's like an innocuous slight that like that person did, uh, like I feel like so that I don't get in trouble, I have to match her outrage. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like like I have to start I have to start getting mad too because it's like I should, why are you mad? I'm just mad for you. <laughs> you know, just thanks, like, babe. That, that, that's like one of those things. Like like when you're when you're married. Like I realize like when your wife's mad about something, you sh- you too should also be outraged unless their ire gets pointed towards you sir that's ironic because i've just thought about that somewhat recently with a previous girlfriend that was doing that was almost like testing me or egging me on to see if i was going to get mad about something and i I couldn't i'm like i'm like i was i didn't want to say but i was like it's it's your own fault like you you brought this on yourself like well that was like today like (laughs) what am i gonna get mad at for them because you're the one that's kind of in the wrong they they announced that the actress uh recently today they 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 announced that the actress from i think it's blackish and Uh grownish is going to be playing ariel in right. um in the live action Haley Bally yes instead of Barry so uh and and I'm sitting there and I was like oh yeah so she's from black oh she, she's black and my wife's like yeah yeah she's black she's like you should check out the comments on this and I was like I, I don't want to you don't need to I mean you can get the gist I, I mean, get the it's gist. gonna be extremely divisive but like but like Lauren was like outraged by it and to me i was like pe- people were gonna people you know like well she was outraged i mean everybody knows by now facebook and instagram was down for a, a majority of the day and she was just like outraged if someone so, so many people would post like this one article about why it was right. down and i'm like why is that bother you so much like <laughs> so like i just want to know like for other i mean other, stating the obvious i think is obviously something that's obviously gets on her skin right other other married people so. who are listening other married guys i just need to know like is this something you have to do too or is my wife just really that crazy like do you have to i don't think you're alone do you have to match your wife's ire like when she's upset do you have to like match her level of upset at the thing that she's upset at yeah. just to make sure that 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 nothing gets turned because i think that's what's it like you're afraid that when they're mad they're going to find something else that you should have done or didn't do, and that rage is going to get transferred. It will <laughs> get transferred unless, yeah, unless you get back up to their level, then they're going to think that you're like a teammate, just a, like you're on the same page. Just a fucking week, man. I, I've I've had to pretend to be angry, yeah. and I've I've just been I've just been I not depressed, but I've just been down. I've just been down in the dumps, man. Uh, luckily, you know, I guess I should say we did take baby to the vet. The vet wasn't extremely worried. They're like, oh, she's an old girl, you know. There could be any number of reasons she's drinking that much water. And then she starts running. Out. There's there's a thing called Cushing's disorder, which is like uh, cysts growing on her pituitary that would cause her to to drink a lot of water. They can treat that with medication. Uh, it could be, and it's summer. She just could have had a, like a quick little flu. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, uh, who knows? And and they're also telling me that uh, that you know it it could be diabetes, it could be kidney disease, it could be liver disease, it could be cancer, it could be. And I was like, okay, come. and they're like, but it could also be bladder stones or kidney stones. And she's drinking the water to try to pass the stone, or she could just have a UTI. And I was like, okay, cool. Anything so, else? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, so she could have absolutely nothing to something that could be cleared up with you know just a little bit of antibiotics to certain death cool right you've put me at ease yes thank you uh where do i pay my 900 dollars to the vet for doing all these blood tests and stuff and then you come back and tell me that you're unsure thanks it's cool oh god (laughs) where where do i go where do i go that's hyperbole we didn't spend that much at the vet but uh (laughs) but in theory that's kind of what it would cost right so but i mean so now minimum for a surgery or so now like like whatever we find out what it is whenever we return to the vet 
we're gonna have to pay like another office fee and all that stuff to get the treatment and for the checker out again i was like oh god damn it so yeah between pipes bursting uh student loans getting refinanced all this and and now the dog like all this all this money stuff just keeps piling I guess up that, what, that's what savings accounts are for I guess. yeah yeah and we've burned <laughs> these through. rainy days we're burning through shit ours. show things that happen and like one of the things Ugh. that like that like really like pisses me off is is like you know when people are like money can't buy you happiness and i was like i hate when people say that because i go you know what it can't buy you happiness, but fuck, it can buy you blissful ignorance and peace of mind. Peace of mind. <laughs> and the chance to pursue happiness. I like, I mean, like, come on. I just, I always argue about that too. I see the exact same thing you just all, said. That, that, I, that's all I want is I just want blissful ignorance in life. Because if money can buy me that, if money can buy me, like, I'm not saying life would be stress free, but if it could buy me, like, buy me out of the stress of just, like, will I make these bills this month? And, there's no greater stress right, than that, right? Right. And, and, and when will I be seeing the guy to make me new IDs so I can pretend that who I am is actually dead and a new person? <laughs> if you get a new host on, Super Movie Bros, and he sounds just like me. It means Dave just changed his identity to escape his debts. <laughs> All right, Jay, uh, let's get into. What are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, he's watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. Well, as I mentioned before, uh, Too Old to Die Young is streaming on Amazon Prime. If you are interested nope. in Nicholas Weinwerfen and very highly pretentious filmmaking, you said his name. Go see it you out. said his name four times now, and, I, and I'm like, I'm, that's that. I'm already sick of his name. What else did you watch? He did Drive. Okay, it's one of my favorites of all time. So you know, yeah, I like that movie too. But you know, soft spot, soft spot. Sorry, I got a ra- so after I saw that fucking series, I needed something. The complete opposite. Palette cleanse. Yeah. I need a Zach Efron. That's what I needed. So I watched this horrible movie. <laughs> we are your friends. Oh, I watched that movie. he's trying to be a DJ. I watched that movie. It was the greatest thing that I needed. It just like completely washes you over. It's a stupid movie. Not good music. And it was just an interesting take on like... It's funny that you watch Zach Efron movies when you want a palette cleanse. I watch... Uh, I watch... Uh, I, Zach, I watch Zach Braff movies when I need a palate cleanse. Ooh, yeah. good call. Yeah. Good call. Actually, I've, yeah. I'm long overdue for a like, Zach Braff film. Like Garden State. And yeah. The, the, oh, I remember there's Garden the one State. where he's the guy who's like raising his kids and stuff like that. And like, right. I can't, I can do it. I can't even remember. But they're all just these like, they're, they're, they're like a little schmaltzy, a little indie, like a little, a little alternative, like just put them on and just kind of like oh, yeah. feel good by the end of it. And it's, it just, it's a nice little palate cleanse. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, not worth your time at all. And um, <laughs> another one that was unfortunately not worth your time is this big fancy ensemble movie called Morning Glory. It's an old rom-com with Harrison Ford. Harrison, you know, you know this. Okay, Harrison Ford, and that's also an Amazon Prime. I did this movie called uh, Diane Keaton, Morning. Rachel McAdams, Patrick Stewart, our, or Patrick Wilson, our boy. And um, Patrick Wilson, I mean, I just took one look at that. Talk. My God! What a thing! You know, you never even realize when they're you. You know, they put you in front of the camera and they tell you to be a news anchor, and um, I'm like, what's my motivation? It's exactly his character right there. Yeah. <laughs> was he the weatherman? No, he was just a legendary like uh, news guy that used to do important stuff like those old like Dateline things. Yeah. Go on site in Afghanistan and report on something important, and then. You know, now he's kind of subjected to 
you know, they like, will, a, like a today's show type news anchor thing, right, like a morning right. morning talk show host. Yeah. Um, so I'm playing a character that just embodies men. It just goes to show that, them. like, I don't yeah. know why anybody would ever <laughs> want to be a part of the show like that <laughs> because it is so insane. I would so hundred percent nutty. Hundred percent. I don't. I don't care. Rachel McAdams was perfect casting for her. She plays a producer, fast talking, wired up. She was great, adorable, uh, but it was exhausting and it was just terrible filmmaking. No thanks. Terrible. Not worth the time either way. And then I, I saw Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise, I haven't seen in ages. And it's one of those kind of silly little movies that's a classic. Ridley you Scott. Know, Ridley Scott, early 90s. Back when Ridley Scott was I think Rid- it's like maybe the first or second movie <laughs> ever from Brad Pitt. I was like to say, um, back when Ridley Scott was Ridley Scott. I mean, that's how, right. Yeah, yeah. Back, back when Ridley Scott was a thing. When, and when he was a guy. It's, it's, it's very dated. But it is, it's all right. It's all right. It doesn't hold up. Quite how much did as your well as how I much did your would. pants rise when you saw Brad Pitt jumping on the bed shirtless <laughs> and he's and he's playing with that blow dryer like it's a gun he's and he's so like, young looking he looked like an adolescent boy he was so he, skinny and like he was like in his early twenties baby back then, faced man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean it was uh, still got it it's though. A good role it's a good role yeah even, he still got it. even with the crow's feet he still got it oh so. yeah and then you just you know you see the new trailer for once upon a time in uh, hollywood and it's like oh man he so he's been a legend forever <laughs> for me i i obviously i got talked about i watched the dog's journey the sequel to a yes. dog's purpose with josh gad as the voice of the dog and uh dennis quaid just you know being dennis quaid in a schmaltzy movie and that's that's what dennis quaid does well and that's you what know he what does. he doesn't he he doesn't disappoint he dennis quaid's the shit out of this movie he does it just fine uh a lot better than randy quaid could have done because he just would have been screaming about the ufos and the government watching him the whole time yeah him and the dog would have been wearing tinfoil hats it would have been very strange uh but (laughs) you know it's whatever if you like dog movies just just go watch the fucking dog movie bring a box of tissues drink your coffee in the morning while you watch that's when i watch these movies i watch these movies in the morning so that i can just like like i i I know i feel like i i talk like i'm like i'm like i'm a female and stuff but like i drink my coffee and i just have a good cry and it's like all right you know that that is out of me now and i'm just gonna i'm I'm gonna go mow the lawn i'm gonna go fix something (laughs) uh other than that i watched spider-man into the spider-verse with my daughter uh this time oh yeah nice actually sat down and watched the whole thing the first time we watched it she only wanted to be called in when spider gwen was on the screen this time she actually sat down and watched the whole thing she found it funny she really enjoyed it she was asking me questions about spider-man and the spider-man universe who's that guy who's that guy who's that guy who's that guy and it was like yes this is this is the beginning keep asking me more i know this is this is where i this is where i make my child be like me and then when it was over she wanted me to put on some uh some netflix show that looked like it was computer animated japanese animation but it it takes place in france and it's called miraculous spelled like miraculous but they pronounce it miraculous and it's about a it's about uh ladybug and cat noir they are two superheroes that live in paris who get their powers from tiny little aliens from outer space and there's a guy called dark star moth or something whatever who's trying to every episode it's basically power rangers every episode they 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 make a new bad guy and the two good guys take down the bad guy and the mm. next episode they make another bad guy and the bad guys that they always make are one of their friends or or one of their classmates or sure. one of their parents friends and uh, my daughter is absolutely in love with this show and it is nonsensical dribble to me but i was subjected to it for at least 2 hours until i finally went you know what no more screen time we're going to go outside and we're going to play and she's like but it's hot out and i was like yeah yeah, 
<laughs> anything to end this. <laughs> anything to end this. I'm down for. <laughs> Look, she needs to be a kid. The, I don't think we so. used to do this shit. Yeah, I know, but like. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just like, uh, no more TV. I, I, I even took her tablet away from her. I was just like, N- just no more. I just can't take it anymore. You're learning too much from this stuff. And now, like, you know, when you when I was, like, growing up and parents would be like, I don't want you watching that or for this reason or I don't want. I used to be like, what? what's the difference? And then, like, now having a kid, I'm realizing that, like, if there's a sassy character or a character in a show who's, like, rude and stuff like that and she and she thinks that's funny, she'll try to emulate that. But then who's she being rude to? Me. Mm. And then I was like, I finally get it. I now understand why why parents were just like you can't watch that, and I was like, I get it now. Yeah, I no. get it. I never wanted to be that parent, but now it's like now you understand. Now I understand. Like yeah. we still her watch these YouTube videos where like this this little girl like did them with her mom, but like the whole point of it was like she was always like extremely rude to her mom. I guess there's supposed to be like a lesson at the end, but my daughter didn't understand the lesson. She was just like, it was really funny when she like did this to her mom, and I was like, that's not funny. That's not funny at all. It's very rude. You don't get your tablet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm that guy. And I, I never wanted to be that guy, but now I'm that guy. It's so. only going to get worse, probably. Yeah. And I was also extremely irritable this weekend because, like I said, the dog. I also wasn't sleeping because you know who's the one who's letting the dog out to pee when she has to pee in the middle of the night every 20 minutes? Yo. Yeah. <laughs> it was me. So, uh, yeah, other than that, man, I, I didn't get to watch anything well i did finally catch up uh, also i told you i caught up i finally caught up on some stuff uh upgrade one of yes. your favorite films of the last uh 2018 couple yeah. uh, 2018 that's yeah. right logan and marshall green dope ass movie dope ass movie i would never say like you know it's a fantastic movie but i'd be like that is a really fun movie with great visuals awesome like violence and just a a pretty decent sci-fi story absolutely this reminds me a lot of ex machina where it kind of flew under the radar but it had a big cult following but needs to be seen yeah because it's it was so good well and so different and it's it's like it's it's like to me to me it's to me it's fun quality sci-fi it's but let's let's not compare it and it works and has a great ending you know but let's not compare it to to an Alex Garland film. I mean, I'm not. Look, this is I'm this not comparing. Is, this is Blumhouse presents. I'm sorry, <laughs> Ex Machina, which is but very. This different. is a great Blumhouse film, right? right. This you is know? this is like if the guys who make the Purge made an interesting film, and that's I, what they did. Okay, no, I hear you. I, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to credit where um, credits due. But let's right. also forget that. Let's not forget they also produce a whole bunch of shit on top of that. So oh, I, I, this comes I from Lee Wan L, the Saw guy. Remember the first time you saw the first Saw, you were like, that was really good. That's I think about upgrade like that was really good that was a cool gimmick yeah Those are if there's ever cool a sequel to this it's gonna be trash. Gonna be trash exactly just like every saw sequel was trash right. even we even lee wanell the guy who created saw i think he, he he didn't even direct the the second one or third one and stuff i think it took until like the fourth one where he was like you know what i don't even want my name on it as producer anymore i'm done i'm done <laughs> I'm done. I don't want to do it. So, like, yeah. So, let's remember. Those are the people who are making Upgrade. Yes. So gotcha. They, you know, diamond in the rough. They, they they kept throwing shit at walls, and they, they hit. But aren't they also behind Happy Death Day, too? 
and Happy Death Day to Probably, you. Both of those, dude. I think so. But like, and those and those are hits, and I really like those because those are like really self-aware type horror movies where it's like they get it, they know what they're doing, yeah, and, and it works really well for an audience. But honestly, guys, I mean, I don't know about you, Dave. When was the last time you were at a library? They have impressive DVD selections now. Did they? I have so very current. I have Hoopla, which is a app that you can put your library card on and you can rent. So I'm not very savvy on that yeah, kind of stuff. You can rent but, books. I rent comics. You can rent you can okay. rent books. Uh, and you get to keep them for like two weeks. So that's yeah, what I, I do. I mean, I was just at the library recently. I'm looking through. I'm like, my God, there's like a ton of DVDs and like mostly pretty current. And um, yeah, so I I, I, I got upgrade. <laughs> and I got this movie Wild that I'm going to check out tomorrow night. Isn't probably. it crazy that like the the 2019 version of, of a blockbuster is your local library? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, and you get them for free. You know, is there, is there any hot librarians there? No, Ugh. still not. Nothing that, like that. Maybe in the city. What, what but is not the, in a suburb. What is the embodiment of that of that uh, stereotype? Like, ever going to come? When am I ever going to go into a library and be like, and just see this? Yeah, where did I come from? Where does it? I've never seen a librarian that was like, but where does that come from? Where we were just I've watching, never seen it ever. We we're just ever. watching Stranger Things, where like Hopper apparently slept with the librarian. Stranger Things season one, and she's she's, she's a she's cute doable, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for at least once, because we know Hopperoni did it once, because yeah. she's very upset they never called her back. But uh, so, but, like, I've never been. Every time I go to the library, it's always just like this woman who's just like, "Give me your library card," and then she rings up the books, and then like, I always feel it's, it's like LA, you're getting charged twenty dollars. Yeah, like I always feel like she's she's like looking at like what I'm what I'm like taking out to and like just judging, judging. me for it. Yeah, and she's just you like, know they are. Of yeah. course they are. Oh, you're gonna read Catcher in the Rye? Nah. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean I have to read it for school and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's I just I just never liked it. They all they all sound like uh they all sound like uh what's her name from uh They're all like from <laughs> Low society snooty people or yeah, something like Monster, that, right? Monster Zinc. Bizarre. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Like that's how like every librarian I ever met like spoke. Like even the librarians at school and stuff. And I go I go to the local library and they're even uglier because they're <laughs> because they're county employees. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so good, good, good for you for for the 2019 version of a blockbuster. Your local library. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, I was I was trying to find something I knew wasn't on you know the streaming services right now, and I've been meaning to see over the last few years. I think Upgrade is on one of the streaming services now. See, so didn't well, it, <laughs> could, it could be, but I don't recall it being. On You're more adventurous than me. You're willing to leave the house, me. <laughs> <laughs> my my life is true. My library is about a mile. Yeah, and my a half job away. is across the street from a free library, so I'm like, yeah, my, right. my my library is about a mile and a half away. Like, it's not within walking distance. Like, like, yeah. but I, I so I'd have to get into a car and leave the house to get there, and that's just that's just yeah. not me these days. Is what I'm saying. Well, maybe little Logan will. Go I mean, you know, I, I your daughter can go my, over and my you know. pipes are falling apart. <laughs> my student loans are due. Our pets' heads are falling off. My valve movements are all off. Don't even get me started. <laughs> As I get older, I'm learning that my body has new ways of fucking with me when when I when it's when like I'm stressed. Like 
like can't get a boner (laughs) like when i'm super stressed that's it that thing that thing shuts down uh well uh, that's to be expected uh like solid poops or even worse when the poop is too solid like and and my so so like so then you're in for like 45 minutes so for me like when i get extremely stressed stressed becomes like a russian roulette of just failing bodily functions (laughs) it's just like you feel like you got a poop go ahead sit down dave Not happening, buddy. And I was like, but yesterday it was watery. What's going on? And it's just like crazy shit's happened. Don't change my diet. Only thing changing, stress. Like that's it. And my body is just like fucking uh, with me hard fucking core. And and you're also at that age. We're supposed to be talking about movies. Why aren't we talking about movies? This is part of the podcast. <laughs> this is an this off is what we do. This is an off the rails episode. This like, is what we do. This this is more like Dave. <laughs> all of Dave's problems aired out on a podcast, sprinkled with what movies they watched. I Jay, like I'm, it. This, this is more like <laughs> Patreon feel almost. We're like we're just kind of like spitballing it, freewheeling, going off the rails. It's Jay, all good. I'm super happy that you enjoyed Upgrade. I did. Right. More than I Good. expected. Good. And I was very impressed by the actor. Logan really impressed me. Um, just those nuances and of, of the choreography, even, the, the, the eyes, the, 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 the movements, just the, the, the speech patterns. Like I, It was very, very impressive. I can only imagine how hard it is to make the facial expressions of one thing while your body is doing something completely different. It was impressive, right? It really was. Like doing, I doing, give him a lot of credit for doing that. martial arts and fight scenes while 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 making your face do weird things and, and saying and, different things. And it was very peculiar. It was very peculiar to watch, certainly. But it worked. All right, so good for him. Hey man, let's get in to our Spider-Man review because that's that, that, that's that's kind, really what we're all here that's, for, that's, right? That's Come what on. we're here for. We were originally just supposed to record that review. We've already yeah. been recording for close to a half. I knew hour Dave was going to throw a curveball. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> all right, man. Let's do it. Let's get into that Spider-Man review. Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, This is the story of Peter Parker dealing with his life post-Endgame, coming to grips with, with school life five years after being blipped as they as they call it yeah uh, so he had he, fun with it so he's reeling with uh he's reeling with the and and marvel's already said that this is no longer a spoiler three weeks after the movie came out you can drop it anywhere you want marvel told you you were safe uh he's dealing with also the death of tony stark now and uh having to become a larger presence in the superhero community all the while trying to balance things like friendship school and the relationship that he hopes to one day have with MJ. And uh, he goes on a class trip. And of course he decides he's going to be Spider-Man no more. And that's you know, <laughs> like that Spider-Man too. He was Spider-Man no more. He, he just leaves wants the a vacation behind. from his Spider-Man life. That's essentially what it is. He, right. he just, he just wants his school trip. He wants to get away, but of course not stress about it. Trouble finds him. And uh, you know, it comes in the shape of Quentin Beck, who is the, 
superhero known as Mysterio, who brings Spider-Man in along with Nick Fury and Maria Hill to take down the Elementals, which are yeah. elemental creatures who are attacking Europe and plan to bring about from a different dimension, right, of Earth to bring about the destruction of Earth and. Yes. It's following Spider-Man, stopping that. And it's uh, so, but we're going to do, obviously, like we always do, spoiler free up front, spoilers on the back end. You know, we like to. We yeah, like this to, is not the five minute ish review. This nah, is going to yeah, be a little bit longer, but we lick them in the front, more poke, them in, the, form. poke yep. her in the back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So your first impressions, what you thought of Spider-Man Far From Home. Let's just let's just let's talk about this first. Did you like it more or less than Homecoming? I think I would need a more. Re- I, I, I would have to do a Dave and watch Homecoming again. I did watch again. Homecoming again. And I know you would before I went. Um, so here's here- I feel like I enjoyed Homecoming more. So here's my I really did. Here's my thoughts. I did wasn't on board with the first half of this movie that's my problem i was not crazy about it the first half for the whole setup of the film essentially was very long but and very blah and very paint by numbers and cliche to some degree and i was really shocked for a long time that it was not picking up but when it got going and and we got to the second half of the movie i liked every bit of the second half of this movie more than i liked most of anything in homecoming i yes i think i agree with that i think overall as a film i think as far as straightforward linear filmmaking i prefer homecoming what about what about our our i'm still struggling with mj mj's relationship i think it's just i I like this i like this version of her it's different than what we've gotten before i know but it's it's very different and i'm okay with that all I can see, so I'm I'm simultaneously watching her right now on Euphoria I feel on like, HBO, and I feel she like, looks and sounds, and her personality is very much like that character. I think so that's it's bothering me. I think that's Zendaya's personality. It's bothering me right but now. But what I like about it is it's more reflective of maybe, or, or at least our perception of youth of today. So like I'm okay maybe, with it. Maybe I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me, and I I it grew on me. It I like grew things, on me. I like things to change. I'm not one of those people. I, I know. That, I know. I don't need her to be white. I don't need her to have red hair. No, I don't I, need her to have big boobs it's and got nothing to like, do with it it I, really you know, has nothing to do with it it's I, just i don't i don't need her to, about, something was off i don't need her to act a certain way i like the character's there and yeah, but the chemistry wasn't i i couldn't i couldn't i, I mean, couldn't buy it i mean let's face it as far as comics go as far as like and the, this christ they're still they're fucking each other right now <laughs> as far as the storyline for for mary jane goes it is that Mary Jane is the eye of Peter's affection. And that's right. it. And that's so, all it is. And they're giving her a little bit more to do. And I'm okay with that. Um, so what did you think of Mysterio, the new, you know, the new character that they added in? Well, I didn't know too, too much about him. But it was a, a refreshing surprise because you could tell that this character had to come out at this day and age with the technology. Right. You couldn't do this character justice 10 years from uh, 10 years ago like sure we didn't have because we did iron man 10 years not, ago and he has very similar powers so <laughs> not <laughs> not as done. well though not with the effects that right. he can do with his full right. extent of his power how about just jake gyllenhaal in the role then that's what i'm saying. solid yeah i wasn't just solid i wasn't crazy about jake gyllenhaal just, here just solid I, I he didn't blow me away i yeah. wasn't I, I i'm just fine he was fine and solid i'm i'm not 
I'm not one way or another with him. I think I expected very more. serviceable. I think I expected more with yeah. it. I think I expected him to do more. You know, when, when, I don't know if he could do much more. When you have Jake Gyllenhaal, like I was kind of expecting it to be something. Like I actually really liked the Vulture as a villain in in Homecoming. I liked I liked Tombs. I liked you know I liked Michael Keaton in that role. I wasn't I wasn't as as impressed with with Jake Gyllenhaal, I think it's role. mostly because of the writing. I th- oh, that's one hundred percent it. It's not Jake. exactly it. See, that's the difference, Dave. I mean, it's not so much Jake; it's more or less the writing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's it. There but, is but a difference. So they really—I uh, don't know. It, it at some point they just—I I kept expecting it to go deeper with them, and yes. they didn't. It stayed right on the surface. It did. And yeah, and that was I, for me. I was like, you know, you expect a little bit more. The best characters are ones that you can relate to and you can understand. And here's one where like everything is just kind of on the surface. Sure. So no, I understand. Even when there's even when there's a plot twist invited in, involving that character, right? They still pretty much you know everything they do is on the surface as yeah, well. Yeah. It's just meh. Tom Holland is still fantastic. To love him. Love him. I love the fact that they incorporate love him and his tight little tush. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Heart. He, did, he looked a little bit more beefy. He, he looked, was. He looked a little bit more jacked up. He was. That's good. He that was good. He filled out that suit a little it's, bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're growing yeah, into your spider underoos there, are you, little guy? <laughs> huh? Huh? Super yeah. movie brother Jay is going to watch your career with great interest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy. Jay, Jay watching Spider Man. He goes, Oh, you shit with that ass? No. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I'm just kidding. This is not Jay's any corner, Dave. Come on. Uh, now, so keep this PG. Still, still loving, still loving Tom Holland and and, and John Favreau. I thought it was a beautiful transition into expanding his character and his role into into this franchise, which was necessary. I think. I think. I think this was a a worthy expansion for a character that's always been very much a cameo and a little bit yeah. of a sprinkled in fun role right um it works for can, me can we just say that like the end did a lot to fix some problems that i had like i had some problems even from the trailers i kept telling you that like so if it goes this way then that means nick fury was wrong and he's well, losing his touch if it goes this way that means nick fury's dumb as fuck and he's not the Nick Fury that we know anymore. They 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 do. There was a lot of misleading trailers. There's a lot of misleading stuff. Tons of misleading stuff. But ton of footage that was not in the movie. But as much of it as as was misleading, I went in there and was not surprised with anything that I got at all. And that's one of the things that like you know when I left, I was like, all right, did I enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. There there was things there was things to like there. What I realized was it was lacking something. It was lacking that moment. It was lacking that that uh, like there's always that that hero moment, you know, that yes. that that you know, it's Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse like we'll talk about another Spider-Man film. That get up moment, right? Like when he's taking on the Kingpin at the end right. and, and and like there was no there was no big moment for there's Spider-Man. There's no moment that you're fast forwarding to, get to, to watch. Yeah. And get to you to know see what I mean? like a 10 minute sequence or something like just that. about every mcu movie has that moment that's and like it's, I, it's a great character moment yeah or it's a great action sequence this didn't have any of that it didn't i'm afraid have that that's moment. gonna hurt its um rewatchability exactly because when so. i th- when i think about this like I, I think about like oh man what part did i really love you know was uh, was it the fight at the festival of lights not really I, was it the final battle no the final no. battle was just kind of like mm, too much noise a lot of swinging a lot of mess a lot yeah of, a, lot of, a, lot, he, a lot of stuff going on he swung yeah he swung night, I mean, mon- night monkey swung around <laughs> oh god 
Yeah, uh, that, that, I, that was a fun scene, actually, with him uh, when he first got that suit. Yeah, it was. With the, with the European it was. spy or whatever But that's she is. it. Like, but the, anyway, so the things, there the, were the some thing, moments. Like the, thing, the moments, though, are gags. They're not, you know, And they were. They're all gags, but most of them did hit for me, I think. Very gaggy. Uh, and for the most part. Oh yeah, but the the laughs certainly hit hard. The only thing I can it's tell just you, the story writing and the script right. overall didn't land with me. Overall. The only thing character wise and and like gag wise that bothered me was the teachers. JB so JB oh, Smooth okay. was fine. Well, because it was very self aware. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they were they were morons in two different degrees. <laughs> yeah. It's really what it was, right? But in, it, you know, for for the other teacher, which makes it work for the story in a lot of ways too, because there are plot devices as far as right. like trying to push along the story. Right. But I got I got really annoyed with Martin Starr's Mister Harrington. Like I was just annoyed by him. But and I wasn't. It was too much. I, it was because the little bit way that, too much screen time too. Like the, I, I don't know why they had that much screen time. The little bit that he was in. <laughs> In in the first Spider and Spider Man Homecoming, you know, you, you got the fact that he was like your annoying nerdy teacher and stuff like that. He made offbeat jokes and he was just super awkward. And the little bit of screen time he had was enough for you to go like, Haha, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but this time, like, he's on the screen so much mm. that I'm just I was I was honestly annoyed by him because I'm like, why really is the, surprised? Why is I the know. camera even? on him right now I know, when I know. spider-man is swinging around trying to stop this I, elemental from destroying venice like why why why, why does yeah, this matter i i i don't know man i don't know it was just not necessary i think I, i'm assuming they felt like they needed to show right. something like that because they needed a like a like a like an adult figure i guess i don't know the gag the gag with him in europe the gag know? with him on the airplane would have been enough for me and then you just end his role for the rest of the movie he's there but he's not. He's not doing anything. Yeah. you know. Like, you see the. He sees his back. But, but JB Smoove was just enough. Like he was. He was right there oh, to like say something, a quip, and then he just walked away. Like yeah. d- perfect, perfect. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, well, you know, he's learned a lot from Larry David. Martin Starr, <laughs> not so much. Uh, so I mean, all right. So putting all this together, the fact that that we weren't we weren't crazy about about the Quentin. Yeah, we we, we, we nitpicked about, a lot. Yeah. I mean, and I I think it's worthy of nitpicking. Um. However, All right. it was still very much enjoyable. There was a lot of great scenes, a lot of fun sequences. There was a lot of emotion. There was a lot of Tony Stark stuff still. Right. I'm done. Yeah, right. I, I'm done. There, there better not be any more. So, and I think it would. this is the only movie this is supposed to be the end of Phase 3. So this well, is the end ha- of right, but Phase it, 3. It has to deal with that. And it does. And I think this is the only character that warranted this little bit more of a trickle in effect of saying goodbye to Tony and what he you know, his significance to the world and what he did and what he's done for Peter Parker going forward and yada, yada, yada. So with that being said, um, and in the beginning I was a little too, Oh God, not, not, not so much of this. Please stop. Just that's enough. That's enough. Oh, really quick. Just came to me. What is with these cold opens? I, hated that cold open this is the second time they did it it makes me think that these people are behind these stupid trailers when they're doing these trailers nowadays when it's like eight seconds little blips before the trailer actually starts 
I hate it. I'm okay with it. It, it just. Oh my god! It was, it was terrible. Just, it was literally just there to show you how Nick Fury came across Mysterio. It's and that's ruining it. the flow of, of a film. I mean, this. I, I did not like it at all. Jay, it's the J.J. Abrams mystery box. The cold open. Oh, it's terrible. Is the J.J. Abrams mystery box horrible? So and that, stop it, please stop <laughs> it. Yeah, that just. It's no. It's um. All right, so it's I, fine. I, it doesn't bother. I'm me. just gonna give it a. I'm just gonna give it a B. Solid B for me. I enjoyed it. It had its problems, um, but overall, I still I still like the movie. I'm yeah. still looking forward to more movies with Tom Holland playing Spider Man, the cast, everybody. Um, I think it's going in the right direction, but it's just a B for me. It's a it's a solid B. I liked it for me. I like I think the stuff it did really well was uh, growing the Spider Man character. It did that extremely well. Um, Expanding on the roles of his friends and and all that, I, I I enjoyed all that stuff. I like seeing Spider Man as a kid. I'm still enjoying that. Uh, I I think it ends extremely strong. It starts off a little weak, and it really it really needed a stronger a stronger story. It really needed a stronger a stronger villain presence, and it needed needed some stronger performances from its supporting actors. You know, like your I wasn't even crazy about Nick Fury in this film. I wasn't crazy about how Samuel no. Jackson was acting. No. We'll get into a lot of that in spoilers. But um, there there was just there was just a lot of things that that felt offbeat. But what it did right, it did enough right. Right. It, it just it got the Spider-Man character right. It it did enough of a story to to grow him as a character. And one of the things that like I really enjoyed is that it handles the universe well. I loved I loved the whole the whole uh you know high school news wrap up of like the blip, like life plus the blip. Oh. I liked that a lot. Had to okay. crack it up. That was yeah, pretty there, funny. There were some characters it handles that stuff. Yes, there were some characters in the in, in, right. in the little friends group that that worked really well there's for me. there's I, one I dude was who was like eight, it was like eight years old when they got yeah. when they got blipped and then they all come back and he's in the same he's grade like as a, they yeah, he's, he's like, like that's older the kid who stud. shit his pants <laughs> so i i think for me i'm a little bit i'm a little bit hotter on it than you i would give it like a b plus i have i have my issues i was with leaning it. towards b plus i really was i give it i give it a b plus uh i I think they they just do such a great job of making you love the character, like the character, and root for him. Um, and one of the things that like the you know it doesn't matter who the villain is in this because Spider Man's biggest villain is always himself. He always second guesses himself, doubts himself, and that's they show that quite a bit. That th- yeah. right, and and they get that right here. They got that right in Homecoming too. That's always a trope in the Spider Man comics, and. It, it's it's just one of those things that that like it it works here because like that's something that's inherent in the character. And it's also inherent in all teenagers to just not have confidence in yourself. And I, and I think when you're telling a story that is about a teenager and you're trying to do your second coming of age story, you know, you have to do something that amps it up a little bit. And they they did it right. So I, yeah, I, a B plus, especially for the last half hour. I think just really just brings it home in such a nice way literally and figuratively so all right jay you ready to get into some spoilers yeah man all right let's hit that spoiler warning spoiler warning spoiler warning spoiler warning all right man full
Full spoilers, just let it out. Spoilers all over your face, neck, and chest. Uh, all right. So, what? Like, let's just address the thing that like really bothered me in the trailers, where I said like, you know, if Mysterio is is the villain and he's duping Nick Fury, that means that Nick Fury has lost his touch and he's dumb as fuck. Uh, like, and and that would bother me as a character, you know of Nick Fury that would bother me like you need to give me an explanation f- for why he's lost his touch you know um and and it does it does but it doesn't give it to you until the mid credit scene but it was but okay so but but it was interesting because it was played slightly different it was slightly off and he's slightly more hammy and slightly more it was very nuanced even his beard even his beard looked a little bit more like unkempt like he yeah he looked less nick fury here exactly and i was like it was almost like he was walking different. he wasn't as smooth and stuff like that i i give samuel l jackson a lot of credit for that he was a little bit very subtle right he was a little bit more swarmy than Uh than he's than he's used to than than he normally is and he's a little bit more fluid uh the mid-credit scene we're obviously talking about where you find out the scrolls are actually Maria Hill and yeah. Nick Fury working for working Nick for, because right. he wants to be on vacation right. and let's just take it, so, take it easy for a while after all that shit, you know, the, the shit show of Endgame, you know, exactly. And so the blip and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so, you know, we, we get to see our scroll buddy from, from Captain Marvel back here again. And it is, uh, you know, obviously again, it's, it's being played by Ben, ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. So, uh, it was, it, it was interesting. It was a nice little surprise. It was a nice surprise because I was like, okay, that took one of my major problems with this movie and just immediately lifted it off my shoulders. I might have been a B minus, <laughs> like, but then that scene shows up, and I'm like, you know, that is nice. That, I that like is that. A, that is a good point. That is a good point. Um, yeah, that is a very good point. So, all right. Also, you know, like I said, with the with the whole MJ stuff, for the most part, it it, it did bother me especially in the beginning and the the, the setup of it all and I, her personality just wasn't I, I didn't see the chemistry i will admit all for it best got, all- it got to me towards the end i saw her care that's all that's all i really needed i saw her starting to actually right. care about peter and want to know what's going on with him and even when she does confront him I thought it was exchanged really, really well and the way it all worked out. I'll be honest. As much as I like her as MJ and as much as I like her role and stuff like that and the character in these films, all of her best lines were already in the were already in the trailer. Everything that was great about her in this movie was mostly in the trailer, except for when she's, you know, she's carrying a battle mace <laughs> uh, to Peter on the Tower Bridge in London. Yeah. And uh, other than that, like most of her most of her big moments were were in there. But uh, it was nice to see them kind of like you know give give love a shot, you know, get, and and to skip the whole Gwen Stacy thing, which we just got in the previous Sony films with uh, with Andrew Garfield. But um, their friend storyline was the best. Their friend storyline was nice but all right so let's talk about the end credit scene now where peter goes on the date he's wearing a new suit this time by the way uh he's wearing a different suit than he was obviously in the beginning he's wearing the iron spider outfit that he had in Endgame. uh then later on we see him in his we we, we see that that, that his aunt, his monkey that, suit that his, aunt, that, that his aunt packed him uh his suit that he had traditional in, in neighborhood homecoming. spider-man exactly suit. then we see him in the in the night monkey suit <laughs> in the stealth spider-man suit and then which he really makes, was and then he makes his pointless. own which actually when he makes his own he makes like he makes the spider in the center a little bit more techy looking you know techy with white in the back with a white, white in the, spider in the which back which i felt like was a little bit of an homage to the ps4 spider-man video game which just came out recently 
recently, so I felt that was a little bit of homage to that. Um, so so he he gets this like he puts on this this new suit, and then at the end he's actually wearing another new suit with more black in it than blue, and he goes on a date with MJ, and I liked it that you know he takes her for a swing, and then she's just not happy with it, and then the ball drops that Quentin Beck, obviously who was the bad guy the whole time, he was using special effects to create these elementals has made a video that basically names spider-man as the bad guy the entire time and of course who picks it up but a young plucky reporter j jonah jameson who's played by none other than jk simmons i fucking went nuts i literally clapped in the theater because i was so now the rumor was that he was cast again as uh as as J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. And then it was yeah. that, that rumor. It, it's not like anyone denied it, but you didn't hear anything about it ever again. It wasn't anything that was harped on. People never like like searched for confirmation on it or anything like that. It was just a rumor. It got quashed. And then you see him here and he's talking about Spider-Man is a villain. It was beautiful. And it was I am, a great surprise. And it was I one of the claps <laughs> that I saw. Besides like the Led Zeppelin movie uh, right. uh, music coming on and stuff like that, there was another clap. It was the go-go. It was the go-go. It was, it was good. Right. It was great. I immediately like looked at my wife and I went, Miss Brant, give me a violin. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's because that's Jay Jonah to me. Like I I oh, gosh, I love so how good. he is in the comics and stuff like that. I love his portrayal in the '90s cartoon and stuff. But after I saw the Raimi Spider-Man films, Jay Jonah Jameson could only ever be played by J.K. Simmons. Only J.K. And when they had him back again, and it's another status quo for Spider-Man being added to to this universe. Status quo of Spider-Man is that the Daily Bugler is always against him. They're always painting him as a menace, a villain, and everything like that. And you know, Peter's always the one that's trying. To, to to talk to Jay Jonah and tell him like no you know he's the hero he's trying to help and he's like yeah well he did this how's that helping uh, and, you know it was always he's always well, out well, to what get do you Spider-Man, think of the reveal so that for, status quo. for Peter Parker like that's not normal so in, in the lineage of, so of comics right this especially happens, this early on in comics anytime someone has a has a has a secret identity this always happens it's happened to spider-man dozens of times happened to batman dozens of times all that has to happen is he has to have someone else wear that suit while he is present and he gets to put that all to bed and i was thinking about this remember iron man 3 iron man controlled a suit without tony stark being inside of it who says that Spider-Man can't control the Iron Spider suit without him being in it? it? There's there's ways around this. That doesn't have to be an element in the next movie that people know who he is. However, one of the things Nick Fury was telling him was that like you know he has to hold on to his identity, but he also has to just embrace who he is. And Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and he is an yeah. Avenger, and he kind of has to embrace that. And most of the other Avengers don't have secret identities, so... It was a very that was the most surprising for me. Yeah, that, uh, that twist. But that that's they were but actually going to reveal. But for me, name. like that is like so. If you're reading like if if this was a an, uh, a four to six issue arc of a comic book, that is exactly how a comic book would end to lead you into the next arc. Mm. Which which I thought was it was just nice. It's a nice like hook. It's a nice cliffhanger. But it's probably going to be quickly resolved in the next film or something that they just kind of drop a line about how it was resolved that there is. He even said there is no physical proof of it. There's no physical proof that he's Spider-Man. It's just the words of Quentin Beck coming to coming to light. Not to mention Nick Fury is still on his side. Speaking of Nick Fury. Well, let me get into this. first. (laughs) Nick Fury is still is still in the movie and not played by Ben Mendelsohn this time. (laughs) 
What do you think about the whole political message underlying throughout this movie about the media? Don't believe everything you read or see, you know, like that is, it's kind of apparent. Look, this is a guy who you're talking to a guy who sometimes flirts with the idea that maybe we didn't land on the moon. So, like, do I trust the media? Not, not about as long as my dick is, which isn't very long at all. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I thought it was very it's pathetic. I, I, th- I thought it was very uh, in your face about that. It was pretty. Yeah, it pretty it pretty much was. Yeah. Um, you know, when I when I was talking about you know getting you're, you know you're talking about the media and stuff like that and Quentin Beck like bending the media to to meet his yeah. to meet his needs and stuff like that. I I kind of like the meta-ness of that where where it's like I told them I'm you know you wrote this well, ridiculous I story. It, it makes sense with the character right. as well. Right. Where you he's know, like he's works. like you told me you, you know he, he talks to he so first off to to create Mysterio it wasn't just him it's basically this team of writers and other people all fired from Stark Tech and let's face it there's nothing like you know this movie is about Peter Parker passing uh, you know Tony Stark passing the torch to Peter Parker. There is nothing more Tony Stark than having to clean up your own mess and call it hero work. <laughs> if you think about it, because Iron Man two, he, he kind of created Ivan Vanko, uh, with, and and all those drones and the drone technology and stuff like that. When you get to when you get to Iron Man three, you know it, he at, at points he's fighting his own suits, you know, uh, and right, right, and 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 the and the and the trauma that he wrought on Killian. Uh, Whatever his name is, uh, who 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 became you know the with extremists and stuff like that. He's cleaning up his own mess. Ultron. He's cleaning up his own mess. So there's nothing more Tony Stark than causing your own problem and then having to clean it up and calling it hero work. And that's exactly what Peter does here. He gives up the Edith glasses, which are pretty much like a god button to start a war on anybody or anything or any country that you want to, which is complete. Tony Stark ego on display floating in space um, and it, you know Peter gives them up and the guy turns out to be a villain it's a mess that Peter created and he has to clean up and he does it and he does it well and it's like that there's nothing more Tony Stark than that Peter you just yeah. learned your you just learned your your number one lesson when you fuck up punch it in the face hard enough do a lot of web swinging and you'll come out smelling like a rose kid because <laughs> that's what Tony Stark always did <laughs> you may lack his charisma but you got his Pension for fuck ups and cleaning it up. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I actually, when I said I didn't like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I wasn't crazy about like his, like that moment he's giving that over the top speech with everybody and he's standing on the yes. bar. I didn't, I felt nothing for that. That was the big pivot at the, that moment. Right. It was the and, nice big pivot, but it was also a massive, it was startling position dump. It was huge dump. Huge dump. <laughs> Did you really have to go to each? And every single right. person explain Although, the reason. I did get a kick of the fact there. that that it was the guy from Iron Man One where he says Tony Stark built this in a cave. Yeah, <laughs> the dude with the stash. I'm not Tony Stark, <laughs> you know. Like, and that guy got fired. So like, uh, and like everyone there was fired by Tony Stark at some point. I mean, or fired was, from Stark. It was kind of interesting to see those characters, right? Back. So, but uh, I get that. And the, just the heavy amount of drones, and right, the drones are not a fun villain for me. No, it was just like it was heavily reliant on that. Yeah. Now the sequence is shot of his trippiness to to, to Spidey and all. You that. like that? I did. It I, worked for me because I, I thought, thought was, it was like really 
fucking crazy. I thought that was I thought overly. It was, I liked so. It was I liked, over the top, but I thought it was effective. I liked the aesthetic of it, and I liked the idea of it. It reminded me a lot of like when well, I yeah, play. That's what I'm talking about. When I, when I play the the Batman Arkham games, when you go into like a dream realm that the Scarecrow sends you to, right? It, it's very Mysterio. It's very much akin to what the villains done to yeah. Spider Man in the comics and stuff. So I I so dug all that. Yeah. What, but as on. far as the CGI goes. Was that? There's that moment well, where all the Spider-Man are jumping on top of Spider-Man, right. and it's very close, yeah. and it just looks like it looks like 15 to 20 just red balls bouncing off of Spider-Man's like back, and I'm like, that's ah, a little wonky, man. What animation studio in Korea did that, that one? It, I, that's nitpicking. I know. It is. I understand. I, I agree with that. But, I agree with that. But Jay, however, this is a top level they had Hollywood a lot blockbuster they had, they had that a lot though they had it a lot and the funny thing is like he would credit that he would credit it to look perfect and look make right. it look real so you know all of his technology so for you a little backstory on what mysterio is mysterio is a character his name's quentin beck uh he's kind of like this catch-all he's a special effects artist actor uh he he he's he's a direct like he's he's basically involved in films he's also an illusionist and stuff like that and he it's he uses his skills in that to be a criminal. So in this, he he wasn't quite that. He wasn't like a failed actor and stuff like that. It's close enough, right? But he was definitely a showman. You know, you saw how how he wanted to present his Stark technology, and, and Tony Stark did it and left him to the side, uh, and he did yeah. it for him, and then named it Barf. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah. Uh, which is a funny way to to, to talk about it. Uh, but anyway, uh, so he 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 uses that to his advantage here to become that charismatic leader that all these, you know, despondent, disgruntled Stark ex-employees needed to rally around to take their vengeance on their dead fallen, you know, you know, villain to them. You know, mm-hmm. Tony Stark was a villain to them. And and what the scenes that I really liked with Quentin Beck was when he was like directing his scenes before he goes out there to the to to to, to London where he's like directing that scene. He's like, no, I need more damage over here. And he's like, rewind it, you know, and he's like doing editing like on the fly and stuff. I felt like that was the Quentin Beck I wanted to see the whole time. But the whole time like, you know, t- towards the end of this movie and I'm watching it, I was like, okay, so well, he, he plans all this stuff out, right? Like all these things out and when everything's going to pop up whenever he's going to have he has to plan everything out to such a level of detail that it almost seems like impossible to be able to be done well not just that i did appreciate that too i liked that energy i liked that creativity however i didn't buy this supposedly originally a good guy not giving a shit about any human life after that like it was all about i don't think he said he, he didn't say he was a good guy he, uh, yeah, well, there's I mean, no point he was working he, for Tony Stark. I mean, he was like obviously just very dude. He worked for self involved as far as his technology no, 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 and wanting no. to, to expand. At upon no that, point but. in this movie do they even allude to the fact that he was a good person. He was just a man who felt slighted. A man who felt yeah, slighted but, enough that he would that he would then. Be, most people aren't going to be going to that kind of level. Jay, he was like. He was such a terrible person before Tony Stark even fired him that when he got fired, instead of pulling up his britches and getting another job, he decided that he was going to dupe the world by getting every former Stark employee he could find with an axe to grind and then basically becoming a terrorist. So... Who's the? He was not a good person beforehand. There's nothing to give you evidence of that. Okay. Especially if okay. he's the type of person who would just go out and be like, you know what, Tony Stark, fuck me. Now I'm going to become the greatest hero. It was and just I'm fuck the world too. I just didn't buy that villainous 
uh, energy from from Jake. Maybe that was one of the downfalls for from for Jake for me. But I just didn't feel the cutthroat. No, and that, and that that's one of my that, when I was saying people. I had problems. With even him. though he brought it up, he even said like, "Oh, it's gonna really hurt me, Peter. I really didn't want to do this, but like you're making me do this. I gotta kill you and your friends now." And yeah, but he, he said it without emotion. So, but yeah. but one of the things that I didn't like was when, I, when we talked when we were talking earlier. I said I wasn't crazy about him as a character. Really, what I meant was I wasn't crazy about him as a villain because when we get to him as the villain at the end, he he turns into a mustache twirling, just like yeah, archetype. Yeah villain like right there in front of us and stuff where i felt like almost no emotion and no connection between them and like i kind of want there to be a little bit of emotion and connection between them like i actually want him to be like i don't really want to kill you peter but i i have this plan and i i need to see it through and you're the only thing in my way you know uh you know i what i got more or less was what you were doing well you know i didn't really want to kill you but so since you're here and you're bothering me i'm gonna shoot you and of course peter gets over that (laughs) but you know it's that's the type of stuff that i wasn't crazy about in it it didn't sit well with me but of course nick fury nick fury's still nick fury man he's just on vacation he is chilling out on that satellite out there in space man just out in space (laughs) <laughs> out in space baby i was wondering like it's towards the end of this like i was when they show him on the space station or on the spaceship i was like is this sword because sword is the planetary defense system that is a branch of shield that exists uh out in space and it's on a satellite uh, that orbits so I was, yeah, I was i was wondering if you knew about that because getting I wasn't sure because get it shield on earth sword yeah. in space yeah sword and shield okay. yeah it's all, ah, 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 you get right. it yeah, you get, get it. you you get yeah, it. i mean i used to like you know dancing around with captain marvel on his side now so right i mean he can he, yeah. he can go anywhere he's gonna kick back and relax what if they have a relationship with each other mm. like what if there's a romantic thing between those two between brie larson and samuel i Jackson? mean i feel like they have the chemistry with one another to do it to pull it why off. wouldn't it be with uh that other girl his assistant maria right? hill nah that's a working relationship man no nah, i don't think so they're not getting out. They need to get their rocks off somehow. All right, let's let's stop fanboy <laughs> shipping stuff. Because, but I mean, let's face it. I mean, he's Samuel Jackson. He's the baddest motherfucker in the galaxy. True. He can get any woman he wants. If he want, if he wanted, it's true. That if he wanted true. Captain Marvel, he could have her as long as she wanted him to. So. <laughs> uh but anyway so yeah spider-man homecoming there's there's a ton of these like like little moments and stuff we can we can talk about and we can discuss yeah. but like those are like the big major spoiler things and stuff and those are the things that like really bothered me but a lot of the stuff i i really like too so that's gonna do it for super movie brothers tonight i want to thank all of you guys for listening uh i know we didn't get to drop like a lot of our sponsors and stuff like that so i guess i should you know do that here Super Movie Brothers is brought to you by Blowfish. Blowfish is the only FDA-approved hangover cure. It's two tablets that you drop into 8 to 12 ounces of water. Drink it down. Your hangover starts to feel better immediately. So, if you spent an entire weekend crying over the death of your dog before it had even happened, (laughs) and you had to go to work Monday morning for what you knew was going to be a hell week of a grind, and you just wanted to make sure that you got yourself nice and toasty over the weekend because you weren't going to be able to muster up the strength when you got home to even pick up a beer... But you wake up Monday morning and you turn out to be hangover and you, you turn out to be hungover anyway. Make sure that you head over to fourhangovers.com. Use the promo code SMBFish. 
get your 15% off of this miracle hangover cure. Super Movie Brothers is also brought to you by the PodCoin app. Mm-hmm. PodCoin app is a podcast streaming app where you get to earn a little bit for the podcast that you listen to. For every podcast you listen to, you earn points. Those points can be converted into gift cards or can be donated to charities around the world. So download the PodCoin app on, on iOS or Android and start earning a little bit for all that hardcore podcast listening that you do. Super Movie Brothers is also part of the Podfix Network. Head over to podfixnetwork.com, check out all the shows that are part of the Podfix Network, and then you can also check out all of our movie cocktail recipes on there. You just go to the menu, click down, go to the movie cocktails tab, and you'll see a bunch of our recipes up there. One final thing, I need to uh, just plea to everyone's better nature, and you know, maybe your giving spirit. I don't know. It's Christmas in July. We need <laughs> the nature boy, Jay. Uh, we need a little favor. Uh, we we need some some iTunes reviews, as many as you can give us. Just all of them. Just just a little boy on the side of the road with a sign that says, we'll work for food. You know that means I'm looking for sex. And you, Preferably and, five stars yeah. and a mostly positive mostly remarks positive. about, you know, obviously Dave. But, uh, eh. Have a heart. You know. Throw it to us. Yeah. It's the only way we can grow. It's the only way that the show can get found by others. And, you know, if, you're, if you can't join the Patreon, we understand. Money's tight for everybody. But leaving that review is free. So please... Head over to iTunes, drop us one of those five-star reviews if you're enjoying the show. If you listen regularly and you haven't done it, please do so as soon as possible. We need you because Jay has lost three pounds, guys. I know. He's starving. (laughs) He he needs it. He needs it. (laughs) I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great night. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Yes. Give me a violin.